0: Welcome to the Dare to Care podcast, brought to you by HR Culture.
1: And now here's your host,
0: Susan Judd. Hi, listeners, and welcome to Dare to Care podcast. My name's Susan Judd, and I'm your host for our podcast today. Uh, typically, listeners, I, I ask our guests five questions. But because of the uh, time frame, because today is uh, we're travelling through this new environment of COVID-19, um, I thought it was really a good idea to get out today's guest to talk about um, how they're dealing and advising their clients uh, on um, how to deal with the, this new environment. So today I'm really excited to have with us uh, Marianne Power, who is the one of the directors of the POSIFY group. The POSIFY group are working with organisations and school students to make them, um, to, to, to give them purpose, to find their purpose and to build fabulous cultures. So I'm really excited to have Marianne with us today and to ask her our five questions. So please give her a warm welcome. Thanks so
1: much for having me on your podcast. This is so exciting. It's one of my most welcome distractions to talk all things people and culture and wellbeing. So what a fun way to spend the hour. Um, I guess my professional background well before I came into psychology was actually in performance and the arts and people think that's a bit interesting to then go into psychology but I kind of see the joins. I've always been fascinated with people's stories and more recently in my career as a psychologist that's kind of turned towards what makes for a meaningful life which is my area of research. Um, so I am clinically trained, um, my formal titles clinical psychology registrar. It's a little bit of a (laughs) mouthful Uh, but my special interest is in positive psychology and um, I guess I dance across a full spectrum of of the human experience which is what got Jenna, my business partner and also sister and I um, together and we mashed up this idea for the Posify group. Uh, Where that started out was a real uh, passion and interest in helping kids to Unpack this idea of, well, what do I want to be when I grow up and really flip it on its head and ask instead, well, what do I want to stand for and what's important to me? And part of that looks like the question of, well, how do I want to develop my skills, strengths, and values in the world to, to really make a difference? Um, and so as we started sharing our positive psychology strategies and some practices from design thinking to really help them imagine that alive, we started getting a little bit more curiosity from the big kids and the adults in their lives as well. Um, I guess the adults who thought that they hadn't been to these these beautiful lessons around really the school life. So that took our work into workplaces and some company culture work with a specific interest, I guess, in boosting uh, psychological and human capital, but really helping companies and leaders align their values with their actions to make, to make impact. Um, so around this idea of, of business being more than just profit, but it can stand for the purpose and the planet as well. Um, and, of course, that then led to working with leaders and in terms of how to, what the modern day leader looks like, and how we can use these strategies to boost creativity, compassion, courage, all these 21st century skills and, um, and um, yeah, I guess qualities that we're looking for as we move toward what, as we're talking about today, are really changing times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're, everything you're saying about what the Posify group does is speaking my language. Um, Anybody that knows me knows I love culture. I love the idea of aligning values with actions in organisations to build, build more positive, happy, productive workplaces. So hearing you and loving everything you are saying so far. Okay, so I'm going to get into our five questions. And the first question that I have for you is that is what are some of the immediate challenges that you believe or see that young people, and I'm, I guess I'm talking about our Gen Zs, our you know in our high schools and early in our workplaces, um, are facing during this throughout this new environment that we find ourselves in, and let's just call it what it is, COVID nineteen.
1: It's tough, isn't it? And I think um, the thing that I was reflecting on just earlier when I was speaking to a family just today is that I think as adults we forget that we've got such a different perspective and lay of the land in terms of what this really means. And um, I think one of the challenges for us as adults is to remember to put ourselves into the feet of the young people um, and to see this in the context that they've experienced life to be. I just also want to touch quickly on younger families before we jump into young people because I agree, when we talk about young people, we tend to um, talk about the ages between 12 and 25. Um, But I think that the little people in our lives as well, for those who've got little kids, um, that's where we can get our greatest lessons because if you think about our little people, they're ones that really stop in the moment. And notice all the little things that matter the most. And I think adopting that more curious mindset for us as adults, as we start to guide our young people through this phase and guide ourselves through this phase, is going to be really valuable. And remembering um, how to bring ourselves back to that present moment. So, um, quick tip for anyone who's got some younger families, check out the World Health Organization website as well. They've got some really fantastic tips. We can share it with your listeners, I think, your, in your show notes. Susan, um, but I think that similar ideas apply. So if we think about our young people kind of moving into that high school so 12, to 18, um, and think about their, their life up to now, I know there's been a lot of talk and criticism at times around their desire to want to jump online and always do things um, through the internet And what I'm noticing in my conversations with young people at the moment is they're already missing that face to face contact. Um, So, finding opportunities to reimagine what connection is going to look like for them. We're so critical to say, oh, you know, jump off social media. But right now, this is all our young people have got to connect in with their mates. Um, So, being a little bit flexible around some of the rules that we would have had in our day to day life that is now sort of shifting. One of the best resources that I've seen come out actually is one by Russ Harris, who's the author of the book called The Happiness Trap. Have you heard of his book? No, fantastic. I he's um, the leader in acceptance and commitment therapy, and um, he looks at the idea of really mindfulness and going back to that idea of well, how can we be mindful and present in the moment? But he's brought out a fantastic resource, and, and it goes through the acronym of Face COVID. So if we take a little minute to go through that, because I think it speaks to some of the issues that we'll be talking about with our young people, Um, the big one is around that sense of control. So for our young people, while they haven't got the perspective of adults where they're kind of moving forward into the future, they're still quite focused on the here and now, but it's that sense of everything filling up in the air. And sometimes that can be coming from the adults in their lives as well. So as a family, coming back to that idea of, okay, well, what's in our control right now? So, what are some of the actions, the feelings, and the behaviours that's going on? We can't control what the virus is going to do and what's going to show up in our social media accounts and what the news is going to talk about, but we can control how we want to think and behave and interpret the news that we are surrounded by, how often we want to expose ourselves and our families to that news, um, what we want to do in our day. So focusing back in on what's in our control is the first idea. And then he talks about, once we've done that, grabbing an anchor. And with the ACE, it's about, so A, first of all, accepting the emotions that are coming through so susan you're amazing at doing this with people really acknowledging the thoughts and the feelings as they show up and i know the langley group has a great uh, philosophy it's name it to tame it so when you have an emotion show up whatever it is if it's anger if it's sadness whatever just name it to tame it get it out there because once it's out there you can do something with it and then take some time to come back into your body so whether that's just moving your feet on the floor or um, rubbing your hands together, whatever brings you that tactile experience of coming back into your body helps you to come into the present moment. And then, of course, engage in what you're doing. So if you're writing a task, um, then bring your pen to paper and just notice the movements. These are all mindfulness-based techniques, right? Uh, the other thing you can do is five things you can see, five things that you can smell, five things you can hear. Um, they really help us to, it's a grounding technique. That's why he's calling this the anchor. Once we've got our anchor, we've acknowledged our feelings, we've recognised what's in our control, the next step is taking committed action. So what are the things that we want to do? Or if you're speaking to the young person in your life, what are the things that we want to reflect on in terms of our, I guess, our value system? What really matters to be able to take action in this time? So what are some simple things for young people It might be um, making a cup of tea? It might be putting on their favourite music. It might be um, having a hot bath. It might be blasting repulsive music that we as adults really wish that they were turned down. You know, this is the time for our young people that they kind of get to be a little bit rat baggage, yeah? It's about mm-hmm. just moving the boundaries again. Okay, so once we've had our committed action, opening up, I think this is a huge bit. Um, So I'm going through the acronym here. It's COVID. So he's gone face COVID, C-O, we're up to opening up. Um, One of the challenges, I think, for our young people anyway, we've seen really alarming statistics around um, well-being for young people. Um, Most of your audience will be familiar. That's been something that we've been fighting for a long time. Um, And now more than ever we really need families to be barometers for each other Uh, a a teenager's natural tendency is going to be to want to withdraw and um to head into their bedrooms Um, and whatever you can do to coax that young person out and back into the family and respect their space at the same time so it's a little bit of a dance between the two Um, I've seen some really clever and creative ways of staying connected with teens as they're withdrawing. Um, things like using little um, barometer cards. So it might be that your young person puts out a green sticker to say, yep, thanks, Mum, Dad, I've got a good day going today. But maybe they've got some space to put out an orange sticker on the desk or a red sticker that says, actually, I'm really not doing so well and I could do with a conversation or reaching out. Um, really m- monitoring and modelling in your families that opening up is expected and it's valued and it's normal and that it looks like discussing difficult feelings and being courageous around what that is and coming at that together with compassion. Um, there's a really beautiful saying, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, I'm, I'm recognising here, but there's a beautiful saying by um, Louisa May Alcott. She was the author of Little Women, um, the American author, and she said, "'I'm not afraid of storms, for I'm learning how to sail my ship.'" And I just think that that's such a reminder that our young people give us the opportunity right now, if we allow ourselves to focus our attention back into them and what their needs are, to learn and practice some of these skills. Because we know that it's one thing to teach people, but it's another thing to model the behavior that we're hoping to see um yes. Have you got any ideas? Because we're only up to oh, we could just go on forever. Oh, I know, but values. I'm busy taking
0: notes because I have teen, I have teenagers. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm podcast podcasters, listeners. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I've got a whole page of notes already to uh, try to manage my <laughs> own teenagers. I'm going because I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Last night we're sitting, you know, we're sitting on the couch. um, you know the. the the four of us, my husband and my two teenagers, and we're saying, you know, it's okay to, you know, it's okay. It's it's a bit of bit of you know, a bit of a scary time. It's okay to feel whatever you feel, and you know, their response was pretty much, "Mum, Dad, can you stop? You know, we're we're good. Yeah. We're all good. You know, wanting to just you know give us a bit of a roast, really." Um, but so I'm loving the whole green, orange, red dots. That's. You know some of
1: these things because we
0: you can imagine. I mean, I talk about emotions all day. That's part of what I do, and so the kids are used to me saying, you know, how are you feeling today? What's what's you know what's a good feeling? What's a what's something that's you know been a problem for you today? All of that sort of conversation. But you know, at the moment, they're kind of just roasting us for feeling a little bit worried. So, uh, so um, I've been taking absolutely. I've been taking copious notes. So. I think, um, I think, actually. Don't you
1: worry. I also have a teenager and, and trust me, it's a, sometimes it can be a little bit of a, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I caught myself the other day, you'll have a giggle because I was doing the same thing to my teenager. Now, do you want to talk? And she just did not want to talk. And I could see that there was something bottled up. So I thought, oh, all right, let's play this your way. You'll have the giggle that I send her a text message instead. And it was just a text message of a little meme or a little gif or something with someone dancing. And it started this text banter, but I think we, we can get a little bit intense. It's about the way we talk about emotions and we forget yeah. that actually this next generation's got their own language. And huh. yeah, right. 100%. Like taking the time to tap into that and be a little bit playful. Yeah. I walked away from that and thought, yeah, you've taught me a lot actually. Yeah. We can communicate yeah. in lots of different ways. Opening up doesn't always have to look like a full intense DNM.
0: Yeah, and I and you know, something that you said around the whole um maybe relaxing of social media. you know, if you think about it, I don't know about your kids, but my kids have been uh, this we're in our third week of not going to school. and um, you know it's really the I'm encouraging actually my kids to get onto to social media. Um, and have a conversation, a bit like we're doing right now. You know, looking at one another and having that human connection.
1: Yeah, because
0: it's that. Yes, we can talk on the phone. We can even text, and that's quite safe as having some of those courageous kind of, but yet can be fun conversations. But at the same time, it's this whole face to face, you know, approach that really gives you that commute, that connect, that real human connection around. I can see you, I can hear you. Yeah. I can't hug you, but I can, you know, I can get nearly just as good, you know? Yeah, a virtual huggle. A I want to put a exactly. little
1: bit of a <laughs> virtual a virtual huggle. I want to put a little bit of a disclaimer on the social media thing though, because I don't want people to then think, okay, great, let's take the breaks off. Yeah, 24 hours of Fortnite. Um, I think there's some really, really um, interesting research and commanding research around the ill effects, particularly for boys, with some of the more violent video games. Um, and we know now that they open up the addiction pathways yes. um, for young boys in particular. And for girls, the same be true um, around the dangers of some of the social media, particularly when it comes to um, you know asking for those likes and those comments and the impact that that can have on their sense of well-being and confidence. So when I say let's let's lax on the social media i'm talking about you know if if the rule was let's put the social media away by seven o'clock because now we're going to study well you know what the kids can study all day now they can study in their pajamas although you know depending on your rules you might want to have some routines. i guess what i'm trying to say is let's be sensible and creative about seeing what works for us Always have eyes on and be educated and informed around the different platforms that we're using. You know, just like if you had a little kid, you wouldn't let them just run off into the playground without the fences around. There's age appropriateness for it. There are some fantastic websites like Common Sense Media, um now more than any time is a great opportunity for us as adults to become informed around the implications of the different platforms we're using um, and have honest open conversations with your kids ask them if you don't know what house party is ask them what it is if you don't know what snapchat is google it you know so i just think that now's the time that we can start to really rather than saying it's this or that Let's find a new way of moving in the world as we're all trying to change and adapt. With the number one priority one, safety first, and two, for goodness sake, let's stay connected. Yeah, safety first. I love
0: it. We can't, while we're encouraging them to stay connected, make sure that they're safe in doing it. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. it. Okay, yeah. so we're just coming back to my questions. Which uh
1: <laughs> which which I told you uh, I wasn't gonna do this to yeah. you too. Sorry, Susan. Which, that's
0: okay. Which my second question was um, what are the strategies that you're recommending for them to ensure they remain positive and future focused? So um, and I think you've covered quite a few of them actually. Do you have you you were going through the anchor, they're taking committed action, the opening up, some of these things, staying connected, using being safe or using yeah. social media getting outside, um, all sorts of different things you've talked about. Is there anything you'd like to add?
1: Oh, we have the entire library of positive psychology I could add right now. How much time do we have? Um, And on a serious note. (laughs) Maybe just one or two ideas. If there was ever a time to dive into this stuff, now is the time, right? Look, for me it always comes back to what's the sort of person that you want your young person to be and how can you model that as an adult? And for, I think, for our, our older, younger people, so those who are age 18 to 25, that were starting to get curious around their sense of identity and perhaps that was looking like it was around education or the workplace and those who are going through the HSC, you know, my heart really goes out to everybody at this particular point in time because we're all having to be what we said we would have to be in the future of the workplace, which is agile, Right, And so we just need to turn to the literature on what that looks like. Um, I think anything that encourages compassion, anything that encourages self-compassion, because during this time we're going to all make mistakes. So I love Kristin Neff's work. She's got a quick mantra I'll share with you. It's that when you've got that, that period of change or that period of um, distress, challenge, suffering, whatever you want to call it, it's a three-part mantra. So one, I'm mindful here is a moment of suffering. Two, I recognize that this is common humanity. This moment of suffering is experienced by all. And then three, acting with self-kindness. So in this moment, I'm going to be kind to myself. So here's a moment of suffering. Suffering is a normal part of the human condition. And in this moment, I'm going to be kind to myself. We forget that we can be compassionate to other people in periods of change, but as young people moving through all of these transitions, giving them that little toolbox that they can turn that compassion inward is, um, I, I think, a bit of a game changer and really going to, going to be beneficial for them um, outside of COVID and moving beyond into that future as well.
0: Yeah, fabulous.
1: Okay, some fabulous advice there. I love
0: it um, and I'm, I'm hoping and I'm positive you're going to share the links with me so I can pop them in the show notes for people to have a look at. Um, my next question is: What sort of critical skills um, do you think we need to focus on um, to to continue to help people build those skills for the for, for what is you said the words the future of work and um, mm. and my my comment that the note I'd made when you said it was the future is here. Yeah, actually, it's been we've been rather quickly. Early. We've been talking about the future of work for a while. Um, it's in all our language, yet, and here we find ourselves probably a bit sooner than we anticipated. But hey, the future is here. Absolutely. And so I think what sort of skills do you think are really important that um, that young people focus on, and maybe all people focus on now? You've just talked about, and some of it, as you just said, was compassion and self-compassion and self-kindness. Yeah. What else?
1: Oh, there's so much. I think the Foundation for Young Australians has done such an amazing job of really highlighting the different what they call enterprise skills that our young people will need, what we thought moving into the future world. But like you said, it's been thrust upon us now. We talked about the importance of agility in a rapidly changing workforce that was going to have automation as the future. Well, it's upon us right now. And I know you're working really hard with leaders to help them adjust and be more agile to turn their attention towards how, what are the different ways we can communicate with each other. But there are other skills too, right? Like creativity is one that's really being talked about. Um, last night jen and i held a leadership um, workshop with some young people in our area and what was fascinating about their beautiful mindsets was that rather than looking at this as a challenge they saw it as an opportunity and so how can we get creative around some of the obstacles that are facing us today how can we get creative around designing solutions that when all of this has passed and it will we can move forward um not just in our workplaces but as better humans and I think that's a really interesting part of the conversation critical thinking is something that we've been talking about for a very long time mm-hmm. um, and I know that there's been conversation around what can we do with our education system that was traditionally set up for you know an industrial age and was has been more and more based on testing now more than ever we've got an opportunity to be saying to our young people you know what are we seeing coming through the news and how can we apply critical thinking and um, where might the difference be between um, something that we want to rely upon and something that we might want to question and get curious about. But again, without that judgment, so then that brings in fiction as well. Um, And teaching kids and design thinking gives us a whole host of different tools that we can use for that um, to improve agility. Resilience is a word that gets bandied around a lot and I just want to to bust that a little bit There's some really important research coming out of Sydney University that points to the idea that, yes, we can develop what we call mental toughness, and there's some fantastic strategies that we often teach with Possify group around that, but it's really important to remember that resilience can't exist without accessibility to resources, and some of that is just plain black and white and practical, right? So all of the work that's being done around how can we now, with this next challenge around the economic uh, ramifications of this period, how can we come together collectively and collaboratively, which is another skill that we were talking about for the future, which is now very now, how can we collaboratively create solutions and design solutions that are going to keep in mind people's access to resources so that they can then use all the wonderful skills and wellbeing tips that we've got to harness both their mental resilience but then that practical aspect of resilience is also really important too i just want everybody to understand that i think it's an important one to drill home um this is not something that we're going to be able to think our way through or that a can that a can do attitude will kind of come and save the day of course it's important but it's one piece of the puzzle
0: Mm. awesome gosh you had a lot of Actually, you had a lot of skills there. You were talking about creativity, agility, design thinking, um, critical thinking, problem solving, mental toughness, collaboration and working through looking at the way we actually define resilience. Is that a bit of a summary of what you just said? Yeah, documents? sounds sounds
1: pretty good to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay, so our lucky last question Um We've been kind of all over the shop, but uh, what my, my, my final question to you is what's the best advice that you can give our young people and their loved ones, of course, because it's not just young people that um, need your best advice. It's probably all of us because we know that some people and all of us to some degree like certainty. And that mm. certainty, because that's one of those emotional drivers that we all have, is this yeah. need for some of us more so than others, but certainly this desire to have certainty and that and that um, that requirement or that motivating force has kind of been ripped out from under us at the moment mm. because the world is changing. Lots about the world is changing as we know it from day to day and even sometimes more time more than once in a day. Um, mm. so what's your best advice? for young people and their loved ones um, who might be both personally and professionally impacted? Because, I mean, that's a whole different podcast I know um, Mm. in terms of talking about professionals who have been um, impacted by the Mm. current circumstance. Um, But what's your best advice for young people and their loved ones?
1: Oh, gosh, I shy away from the word advice, but let me leave you with some thoughts. And I'm going to turn rather than just myself to the wise words of Nelson Mandela. Um, I think we can learn a lot from people who have really endured extreme hardship and, um, and left their own legacy. Um, and he says, I'm fundamentally an optimist, whether that comes from nature or nurture, I cannot say. Part of being an optimist is keeping one, one's head pointed towards the sun. And one's feet moving forward and so I guess for me what that points to is that really when the world's turned on its head it's really an understanding of what matters most that keeps us grounded regardless of what our age is and it's also a willingness to try new things that moves us forward towards solutions and towards a sense of hope so remembering that this too shall pass how can we use this time right now to connect back in with what matters most and with the people who are our nearest and dearest. That's one thought to leave everybody with, and I'd love to hear how everybody manages to do that.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I love that, that whole, you know, what matters most keeps us grounded. I think your idea about this willingness to, to try new things is so important, and mm. sometimes to um, people who are feeling those um, unproductive emotions, things like anxiety, like stress, like um, concern, deeply deep concern, um, these sorts of things thi- and they're unsure of everything that the future holds. If you can get past that, if you can manage those emotions um, and understand that, yes, these these things will pass um, and have the, the courage to try a few new things, um, you know, it, it can be as small as what, something that, that I think seems probably quite simple, is logging on to your first Zoom meeting, but to other people who have never done it before, totally frightening, right? So, and I know you're talking, you might be talking about... Absolutely. ...even even bigger than that, you know, this willingness to try new ways of doing things and be brave. Um, You know, if we can encourage our, our people, you know, if we can encourage all people, not just our young people, to do that, I think some young people are far braver than me, um in terms of trying new things because to them they aren't in a ha- in their habits of a lifetime yet or their life is a little bit shorter so they're happy to take on new things and so um they can really show some of us the way um in their desire or ability to be agile to um trying out new things so i, I love it
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Before I go, I have to share one more with you because it's just, it's just one of the, it's a good game changer. So we've all heard about three good things, right? And I think that they're, that's really important that the gratitude we know from the science and the research that makes a big difference. But one that I think you're speaking to is, is the trying new things and the simple new things. And I want to encourage everyone to try three new brags. And this one's great for the young people too, right? So what are three things that you can brag about that you did today? And it might be as simple as it might be as simple as like my daughter at the moment is working on new painting, and she said, you know, in her brags, I was able to use a new painting on a new material, and look what it did, Um, bringing back the celebration. I think we shy away from that a little bit. We talk poppy syndrome in Australia, but let's bring it back. This is time to really play and get curious and creative, and let's brag about what we're doing along the way because we're all doing new things. So let's teach each other and learn from each other.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Marianne. There's so many like little pearls per- pearls in there. Um, if people want to contact you, if people want to find out more about the POSIFY group and what you do, where can they find you, Marianne?
1: Oh, sure. Um, Oh, gosh, I love it. Um, Just our website's probably the easiest way, www.theposifygroup.com.au. Jen and I are the ones that you'll find when you contact through there. So we've both got direct email accounts and probably phone numbers listed on there as well. Um, So get in touch. We're moving everything online at the moment. So there's some new e-courses going up and our coaching services are always available. And like I said, our most welcome distraction is always with someone who loves to talk about these things as much as we do. So do give us a call. Reach out. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent.
0: Okay, so um, thank you so much for giving us your time this afternoon. I know you say it's a welcome distraction, but nonetheless, you've given us your time to have a chat with our, us today. So thank you very much. Uh, podcasters, listeners, if you have enjoyed your podcast today and you have listened to some of our other episodes, please give us a five star review. Um, we love your feedback and uh, we love to know that you're enjoying um, our podcast. Can you also please share our podcast with your friends and family if you have been enjoying it? Um, and I would also ask you to go to our Facebook page and leave a comment dare to care. Our Dare to Care Facebook page or indeed go to our website at www.daretocare.com.au and you can leave us a comment there through the Contact Us page. That would be fabulous. Um, we will thank you, Marianne, for your time and uh, listeners, we will, we will uh, speak to you soon. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening to the Dare to Care podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, find out more about hr culture and dare to care by going to hrculture.com.au you've been listening to another morgan media production